The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Craig, thank you. It's Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. Uh, It's a busy afternoon. In about an hour, we're going to talk about the brand new study off the uh, Scripps Institute down in San Diego about dust and the dunes. It takes a slightly different perspective than research we have been hearing in the past. Uh, This hour, I start by reading the opening to the current Shredder in New Times. Mark your calendar, folks. Starting in July, you can expect parking rates in downtown San Luis Obispo to double. Apparently, we really need a new $53 million parking garage. Does that number sound familiar? It also happens to be about how much it would cost to build a brand new police station. If you had to choose, which one would you rather have? Wait, don't answer that. It's a false choice. And then I went to calcoastnews.com. And my friend Leslie Halls had weighed in on a similar approach on the same topic. So, uh, Leslie Halls and Steve Barish are with us to talk about this topic. Folks, good afternoon. Steve, you're going to pull that microphone way in front of you. You've been here before. You know how this goes. Just swing it right towards you. There we go. Boom. Right. Hello, Dave. Thanks so much for having us Nice to see you both. Leslie, what prompted you to write the op-ed piece? I've lived here since 1979. I was the chairman of the Promotional Coordinating Committee in the 1980s. And when I see what has happened to our city and now this latest thing, it just made my blood boil. And I felt like I've sat on the sidelines for quite a while. It's time to just say something. We don't need a $53 million parking garage if the city is spending $6 million this week on bike lanes. We don't need to create this art center uh, when, in fact, our art is spread out all over the city. And I just feel like it's a complete terrible waste of money to go further into debt for something that the city's own studies show we do not need at a time when interest rates are the highest in 40 years and there are other competing projects and we are so head over heels in debt. And yet the idea is, well, if we build it now, despite the high interest rates, it'll still be cheaper than if we build it in the future, even though we don't need it. But we're going to assume that we do, so let's go forward. But don't we need it, Leslie? No, actually, uh, the city hired parking consultants to take a look at the parking that is available. And they have a score for how much is adequate, how much is inadequate, or whatever. And they determined that the city has adequate parking all the time, except for farmer's market. When, of course, you get a lot more folks coming into town, and you can't park on Hygera Street. It's like 85% is the number? 85 or 88%, something like that. And And does that mean that 85% of the spaces are taken? Yes. Okay. So there's still 15% available somewhere. Well, 12%. Yeah. Except, except on farmer's market. Except nights. on farmer's market, which again, brings a lot of people downtown and you have the streets closed off where people might normally be parking. And that includes those little private parking lots at the same time. Yeah. So Steve, uh, join us in the conversation. Sure. Well, uh, I 
kind of think that the city's availability ability to pay the indebtedness is a big issue with me because I sat on the uh, city uh, finance and investment committee for five years. I think I was may have been the first public member, and it became very clear how much debt we have to service in a city of fifty thousand people with maybe twenty thousand full time employees. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah. Well, give us the details. What do you know? Well, uh, I took a plain piece of yellow paper and I wrote on the top four numbers. And these are complicated. 180 million, 180 million, 180 million, 180 million. We are servicing 180 million of pension, unfunded pension liabilities right now. And I think the interest rate's around 7%. It's the prevailing rate. We are also servicing about 180 million in current bond indebtedness on the projects that have been built already, and that money is coming in incrementally. We are projecting another $180 million of new projects, including the ones that we talked about, the new police station and uh, the new uh, upgrade of the uh, sewer. sewer lines and a lot of infrastructure. And lastly, we're projecting another $180 million of new projects, including... Uh, the uh, municipal and public works projects that are on the boards, including the police station and this new fourth parking structure. That's a lot of money. And, of course, the parking structure, we should back up, Leslie. Yes. This is being proposed at um, Monterey and Napomo and Palm Streets. Correct, yes. And part of that deal is to get it uh, attached to a little theater. But yes. I don't. I don't – I want to keep the little theater – the slow rep out of this yeah. focus on the parking structure itself. Yeah. I happen to like slow repertory theater and I've been to some of their performances and they're a great group. I don't have a problem with them at all. My concern is, do we need this thing? Do we need to spend this money now? And that's the big question to me. Well, make the case, Leslie, why don't we need a parking structure? Well, as I think I might've mentioned, the city hired some parking consultants And they're great at hiring consultants. And in this case, as I believe it was mentioned by the shredder, we have adequate parking, except uh, in the summer for farmer's market when we get so many people here. But even then, we're not at 100%. Most of the time, 88% of the spaces are taken, which means 12% uh, is still available. The only time it gets super busy is on Thursdays, especially in the summer. And I'm not sure that uh, because of one night a week, for maybe eight months of the year, let's say, we need to spend 53 or $55 million to accommodate that. I, the numbers I jotted down out of the Shredder opinion piece, starting in July, parking is going to double in San Luis Obispo. In 2025, it's supposed to go up to $5 an hour. But if you park in the parking structures, it's only $3 an hour. So they clearly want to get you off the street and into the parking structures. Well, I think at this point, with all the vacancies downtown, I've seen buildings that have been vacant for a decade, like the old Copeland's building. The demand for retail space is less now than it was three years ago. I believe the study was done a year or two ago, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So you got less demand for less space with less local residents able to use those to spend money in those facilities yeah but steve you're missing it out buddy it's all restaurants and bars right they're not looking for you they're not looking for leslie they're certainly not looking for me 
They're looking for the younger people well, who want to come down and have where, a restaurant. That's where people can pay the rent, Dave. You know that. Come on. <laughs> I saw you at that uh, horseshoe bar the other night. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I wrong about that? Well, you know, back in the 90s, they decided they should consolidate all the bars and put them downtown. Or maybe that was in the early 2000s. And if you look at what has happened, it's become a, a very busy place every night. There are always drunken college students down there. Um, the police have made a fortune arresting drunken college students. They can't walk home because they're drunk in public. Obviously, they can't drive home because you can't drink and drive. Uh, it's become a bit of a moneymaker, I would bet, although I'm sure people from the city will scream at me and say that's not true. But it also destroyed the ambivalence of being downtown at night when you've got all these bars open. It's just like walking through a bar district. Uh, they lost, uh, according to the New Times, they lost $4 million in parking fees because of COVID because people stopped coming downtown because of COVID. Well, I can believe that. A lot of the stores were closed, you know, unless they were an essential business. Dave, can you count the number of local mom-and-papa-type stores that are in existence downtown compared to 10 years ago? There's, there's... I, I would imagine there had been a decline. Yes. Good, good call. Well, yeah. and not only that, but they kind of come and go very quickly. I've noticed a lot of places will be there for a year or two, and then they... They fail, which is really sad. I hate to see any business fail. Hmm. But it's not like it was. But then we don't want to say, oh, the good old days. No, those are over. It's a new world. And, you know, this isn't the only downtown that's having problems. There are downtown cities, cities of downtowns all over the country that are facing some of the very same issues. Vacant space. No one goes down there. People work from home or work remotely. So they don't go into the office and eat out. It's a problem nationwide. But here's my question, and we need to get some city people in here to, to kind of answer this, is that on one hand, the city, and this started to me with Heidi Harmon and um, Revoir and uh, Gomez, the majority wow. in the council, it was essentially declare war on cars. Yes. We want fewer cars around and we want more bike lanes. Fine. Okay. But now, well, we want to build a parking structure because there are all these cars. So which is it? <laughs> do, you, do you want the car downtown or not? If you don't, just say so. And we'll become a bike town like Davis. Don't build the parking structure. Dave, I think the city really wants the money to come in from retail sales tax increment. Yeah. They need the money. The big yeah. box stores by themselves may not carry the day here in San Luis Obispo. So how does, so how does that help if there's nothing downtown to shop at? Well, well that's, a, that's the that's the rub. Yeah. And if you're shopping and you're over what how old are you? 40? Yeah. You know, thank you. you can't carry heavy bags on your bike as easily as you can in your car. But it goes back to my point that I and it's in the city memo that was released. They want cars off the street in the garages so they can convert the streets into bike lanes. Well, you know, you look at Santa Barbara where they have these things and it's a mess now. And I mean, it's yeah, it's a great idea. We don't want cars down here. Cars are bad. Bikes are good. Um, I don't really understand that mindset. This is not a new town that you can plan appropriately like that. And although Davis may look the way it is, do we really want to be like Davis? I think San Luis Obispo used to have a charm all its own. And when you make it more difficult for people to get there, the, the, it's, it's a bad idea. Dave, I moved from Pasadena. And Pasadena in the 80s went through massive redevelopment, if you remember. They took the mall. They made it an exterior mall, an open-air mall, because they needed the revenue. You can't operate a city without income. A reasonable month. And the downtown is beginning to degenerate. As an architect, you can just sense it now.
All right. Uh, we have a lot to talk about here with Leslie Halls and Stephen Barish. Your phone call still to come. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. Let me just uh, read part of the shredder in the current New Times. I I like the way they address the issue. I'm quoting now. Let me get this straight. The city doesn't believe that $4 an hour street parking will harm businesses downtown, question mark. That's $1 for 15 minutes, folks. $1 to run into Scout Coffee, grab a $4 or $5 caffeinated specialty beverage, and pray that there isn't a line so that you don't get a $45 parking ticket because you didn't have another dollar's worth of change in your cup holder. But you guys, parking garage rates will only be $3 an hour. Who's going to park in the parking garage to run into a coffee shop? And for a dollar for a quarter hour of convenience is not where these parking rate hikes end. The city plans to make it an even $5 an hour in 2025. A nice, round, ridiculous number. This is new times. Where else do people pay that much for parking? Well, downtown Paso Robles is about to double its rates from a dollar to $2 an hour. But the first two hours are free. In Pismo Beach, people pay between 2 and $5 an hour, depending upon how busy it is, supply and demand. Santa Barbara charges $2.50 an hour after the first 75 minutes, which are free. So, San Luis Obispo will be the most expensive city to park on the Central Coast. Take that, losers. That's, again, New Times. Leslie, comment. I could not agree with him more. I think it's only $2 an hour to park at the airport, and airports are notoriously expensive. I just don't understand why they think people will come downtown to a lot of vacant spaces to uh, go see a lot of bars and a handful of touristy shops for $5 an hour, $4 an hour going to $5 an hour, and they're going to park in a garage where it may take them another 10 minutes to get out at the end. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, when you go downtown, it's crowded. It is crowded. If you go on a Thursday, it's especially crowded. Yeah, Uh, just during the day. I don't go to Farmer's Market because I'm here. Yeah. But it's crowded. Well, I think some of it is tourists. I think a lot of it is Cal Poly students. If you look around at the age of people who are down there, um, I love Cal Poly students, but they're not spending all that much money. They're just out having fun. And uh, as you make the town less attractive... Uh, by not allowing people to park near something so they can get their bearings, but sticking them up on the top floor of a parking garage, and they come out and they have no idea where they are because they're a tourist. I see people all the time looking at their phones, or they'll ask me, well, where is such and such? And they can't figure out which way to go on the street. They're not stupid, but, you know, it's a bit confusing if you don't know where you're going. Steve, I'd like to hear from you about the police station, because, uh, as you're aware, people have been making the case that, well, we need $50 million for a police station. How do we do both? Uh, I'm not sure we can, Dave. Um, We calculated that the interest on the pension indebtedness alone is a million one a month, just the interest based on the CalPERS rate of interest. Then you add on that the bond indebtedness for the current projects that we're still paying for, even though some of them have been refinanced. Then you add the new projects that are under construction, and then you add the proposed projects I don't see this city, uh, with its uh, residents, being able to afford all of this indebtedness in the next few years, particularly if there is an economic downturn like there is now. Mm. Uh, I agree. 
we are so upside down. And I have to tell you, uh, Steve and I have been complaining about this since 2006 or 2007, <coughs> when the city first initiated the temporary sales tax. I think it was Measure Y at the time that is now permanent. And I can remember meeting with the city manager and Bill Statler, the uh, city financial <coughs> officer, and I'm going, I don't understand it. The city is taking in more money than ever before. Things were great in 2006 before the recession hit. We're taking in more money than ever before. We're spending more money than ever before. But I don't see what we're spending it on. We're not building new buildings. We're not doing anything. Where is all this money going? Well, of course, it turned out it was going into pensions. And at that point, I think we only owed about $60 million to CalPERS. Fast forward another 15 years, and it has now tripled to $180 million. So it's the city's upside down, and it's far worse than it was when we first started looking into it. So what does that mean in your mind, Leslie, about a police station? Well, I think if I were in charge at City Hall, I would say we're not going to build anything anywhere until we get our, our ducks in a row. Do we really need a new police station? Yes. I'm, okay. I've heard we do, although a lot of the major operations are out at the county level. We probably need a lot of things, but, you know, sometimes you just can't afford everything that you want or need. And I think uh, if you had to choose, like the Shredder said, it's a false choice. You don't have to choose. The bottom line is we cannot afford either one of them Dave, right now. I think there's a policy in San Luis, like other similar cities of our size, where we tend to kick the can down the road. Sure. I mean, the employees are not here indefinitely. The pensions just continue to escalate at a much higher rate. And the amount of maintenance that goes on in this city is immense. We used to have one or two park rangers. Now we have 10. We have three biologists. We have so many staff members. And there's no freeze on hiring right now. In the uh, New Times article, Bettina Swigger from Downtown Association was quoted as saying she was concerned the impact this might have on downtown businesses, Leslie, the parking rates. I think it'll have a terrible impact on them. Um, You know, the city put aside charging for parking in an effort to get people back downtown during the coronavirus. And they said, well, we lost $4 million. Well, you know what? Maybe that helped keep some of those businesses afloat. Uh, well, they I, lost $4 million in parking in fees. In parking fees. Fees alone, yeah. Right. Yeah, just in fees alone. Uh, I think downtown businesses have, have a very good reason to be concerned, especially as we continue to eliminate more and more street parking. Because, uh, you know, people want to park near where they're going. They don't necessarily want to go up in a parking structure. Dave, this reminds me a lot where the city encouraged people to replace their lawns with artificial lawns. And then they realized when more and more people did it to save money, the city was losing a ton of money in water and sewer revenues. You can't have it both ways. All right. Uh, We can't have it both ways either. We need to go to news. And we want to update you on time saver traffic and weather together. So we will do that now. And then we'll be back on the other side with Leslie Halls and Stephen Barish. We've got some text messages coming in on the Stolberg Tatum text line. We'll also welcome your phone calls and keep the conversation going. This is Hometown Radio.
This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Leslie Hall, Stephen Barish are here. Uh, we're talking about this week's Shredder in New Times, and the Shredder is taking uh, San Luis Obispo to task over the plans to build another parking garage and the other uh, auxiliary issue. Uh, parking fees starting in July are going to double in the city, and by 2025, they're going to be up to $5 an hour. Of course, people visiting from L.A. or San Francisco, they're laughing at the idea that we're complaining about $5 an hour. But, Leslie, that's a big deal. It is a big deal, Steve. Um, We have a community that has a lot of fairly well-to-do retired people and well-to-do government employees and a handful of techies. We have a lot of folks who are kind of barely scraping by. There's not a whole lot in the middle. We've seen this, by the way, uh, you can tell by the number of small, young families who live here, most of them don't live here anymore. There are so many people who have always commuted into San Luis Obispo and then commute out for their jobs, either to North County or South County. Well, I see the rich people getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, and that sounds terrible coming from a person like me, but I, I, I see that that's what's happening. On the Stolberg Tatum text line, Susan is weighing in. Let me reword this a little bit, if I may, Susan. Uh, she's concerned that... Um, Seniors aren't going to come downtown anymore to shop or go to the library, the art museum. And she's asking, where is the diversity and inclusion for seniors taking part in the downtown? I think that's a great point. I would question that, too. If it was going to cost me at least $5 to go to the library, I might think twice about it. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832 if you want in on this conversation. Steve, I'd like you to address a second text on the Stolberg Tatum text line, please. A listener argues that things always cost more than stated and fees and taxes always bring in less than stated. Well, that's something that we've all experienced, Dave. I think San Luis has a tremendous competition for money right now. Uh, The city can only bring in so much revenue from property taxes and business taxes. A good example recently that I was hit with, after the flood, I was told that the city has only allocated 75000 to maintain all the creeks because there was no more money available, and yet they got bulldozers and dump trucks going down and removing silt, old mattresses, and tree limbs so that the water can flow faster, so there's less potential for lawsuits against the city. Leslie, I'd like you to take the next text, please, on the Stoberg Tatum text line. This is the price we pay for living in paradise. I don't think so. Uh how is paradise? You, you, you pave it over and make it a parking lot. Remember that song by Joni Mitchell? Yeah. I, I think this place was not a paradise, but a very wonderful place when I moved here many, many years ago. I think it started to go downhill in the 90s when we had the terrible recession and there was the big hole downtown. And I think over the last five to ten years, we've lost a lot of the charm of buildings, the uh, idea that we want to keep this place a, a nice, small, convenient family-friendly place, and it's not that anymore. The best thing is they can't mess with the weather, but, you know, everything else has kind of gone sideways. Well, but the three of us are a certain age, and maybe it's not our town anymore. Maybe the torch has been passed to a new generation, and they have a different vision for what this community should be like. Dave, this town has to be livable for everybody. I mean, you can't discriminate against college students or uh, high-tech Residents, you you got to allow everybody to live gracefully. And when resources become so scarce, I hate to harp on this, that people have to borrow from one fund to pay another fund 
just to keep the interest payments going on the indebtedness. That's not fair. It's just not fair. Uh, Steve, uh, on the Stolberg Tatum text line, I guess thanks you for bringing up the socioeconomic gap widening in the city of San Luis Obispo. They're arguing it's difficult to measure. You have to observe it. Good point. I would go along with that. Uh, when you look at two-thirds of the people here are renters, not property owners. That means that we have a two-thirds somewhat transient uh, population. Now, some of those, mind you, are students who are going to leave, but a lot of them are renters because they can't afford to buy a house here. And when you don't own property here, you don't have quite as much of a stake in it. When your kids grow up or you get transferred, it's much easier to move if you don't have to sell a house. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832 if you want in on the conversation. And Steve, just to be clear, you're not saying no to all projects. Absolutely not. So which ones would you fund? I would fund the essential projects first. The priorities seem to be moving. So uh, an upgrade of the sewer plant, essential. Uh, Putting in a lot more discretionary forms of transportation at the expense of the necessities is not my idea of a high priority. So what's the necessity? Necessity is fire safety, police safety, and... Uh, emotional safety in this town where you're not worried about the next uh, hat that comes out to take your money. And I would add to that, there are certain things that only government can do, which is streets and roads, national defense, that sort of thing. If you've driven down Madonna Road lately, you know what a mess it is. You can go around to other streets, main arteries, and they're not being taken care of. If we want to welcome tourists here, as well as take care of locals who live here, I think roads should be a priority. But again, 40% of every, 40% of the money that would go into roads and transportation through the land use and circulation element update of a few years ago was uh, set aside for bike lanes, buses, and alternative transportation. Well, uh, as a result, we're seeing a lot more potholes all over town. Well, isn't the development on Madonna Road, all the construction, because of all the new development out there? Is that why we have potholes, you mean? Well, no, all the the work on the bike lanes and everything because of all the new people living there now. Well, I'm sure it was part of the agreement when they developed that property that they would put in bike lanes and all this other stuff. But if you drive on Madonna Road, I mean, it's it's terrible. It's so bumpy. And then, of course, there's the post office that you can, you know, you can never leave. <laughs> Listen, after the pandemic, Dave, a lot of things changed. And one of the things that's really noticeable to me is the amount of litter on the floor. The city's doing as good a job as it can to keep up with it, but as soon as they clean up one encampment or another encampment, there's more litter. You're talking about homeless? Homeless and and partially homeless. People who are living in their RVs are camping out as well. It's just, and they don't consider themselves homeless, and I don't either. I mean, they have a place to go, hmm. but it you can't keep up with the amount of that. Right. And so, Leslie, just to clarify, would you raise the parking fees at all? No. So you just leave them the way they are? I would. And you wouldn't build a new parking structure? Correct. I think the first priority would be to get those empty spaces that have been empty for years in some cases filled with new businesses. And the city has to do something to encourage that. If you build it, they will come. All right. Let's go to Gary in Pismo on KVEC. Hi, Gary. Hey, hi, Dave. Thanks for having this discussion today. Sure. Um, yeah, what I what I was wondering, does anyone know if the city has been successful or not in getting 
all of these, this federal funding that's been promised for doing all the things that we're talking about, you know, what was the, the Build Back Better plan that went through with billions of dollars that the Biden administration was going to spend uh, nationwide? Have, have we been able to get that in San Luis Obispo, any of that to help out? I don't think we qualify for too many of those large programs in a city that's under 50,000 people right now. I don't think the federal government's going to give us that kind of money to build a police station or a parking garage. I think it's more for like streets and roads and overpasses and that sort of thing that benefits, you know, a big area. It's something that a city or some small community couldn't do by itself. A parking garage doesn't qualify. Gary, you spend a lot of time up here. What's your experience like with parking? Do you have trouble parking? Oh, I, I park as far away from downtown as I can to avoid all the paying and all the metering, but also I need the exercise these days. So the extra block or two that I park farther away, um, yeah, and I, I try, I'm old-fashioned, so I still try to use, like, the meters up there on what, across from the old courthouse and so forth. But, uh, yeah, parking, I think, is uh, pretty crazy downtown, and I agree with Leslie. They shouldn't even think of raising the rates. They should leave them exactly the way they are at the most. Hmm. If you compared the amount of retail sales tax that is lost versus the amount of additional parking fees that might come in as a result of this new parking structure, I don't even think it's a fair comparison. Yeah, and I would, I would, I would, depending on what I'm getting, I would, I would think first of going over to Madonna Plaza or, you know, going on any of the other plazas around town where I have free parking and easy in, easy out, rather than dealing with, uh, you know, kind of the mess of parking downtown, for sure. Gary, always good to hear from you. Thanks for the call. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Steve, on the Stolberg Tatum text line, question for you. Is there any way for the city to renegotiate all the pensions that are over $150,000 a year? Um, it would be very difficult because of the union agreements, Dave. There are, I think, nine un- unions in San Luis City, and negotiating with each one separately is difficult at best to de- negotiate with nine of them. CalPERS is not forgiving on that indebtedness. It's owed forever, and unless there is some government bailout, that pension indebtedness is not going to go away. Um, I had a point on that that was kind of poo-pooed by some of the folks on the council, and that was that uh, given how much we are spending in pensions, and many of these people are making six figures in in pensions, two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a year, which is outrageous in my humble opinion for any government employee. My suggestion was you set a date, maybe three years from now, and say at that point you are going to cap pensions at drum roll one hundred and four thousand dollars a year. Now that may sound like a lot of money, but that's uh, what two thousand dollars a week. And uh, that's a lot of money, $2,000 a week. And give them three years to figure out if they want to stay. Give them three years to take their pension and run away or whatever they want to do. We go to Greg on KVEC. Hi, Greg. Hey, hi. Hi. Uh, Wow, pensions. Anyway, criminals. I live near the downtown. And on my street, everybody parks. And when they built additional housing downtown... Those big tin can ones by the, where the creamery used to be, by Mama's Meatballs. Those, yeah. uh, they didn't give them parking. And they don't have parking. And so they have to park in all the surrounding streets. And then everybody from the downtown that works downtown parks on our street. 
and then people that actually work for the city park on our street. So we went to the city, and we got all the neighbors on the street to sign a petition that the city said to do. Everybody signed it, and the city goes, okay, well, we'll put it uh, so that you have you can only park for two hours or whatever, you know, uh, by permit. Oh, we did all that. A year later, I go back. What happened? Nothing. They won't do it. And then our neighbor even did it, and she knew somebody in the city, and he was going to get it done, and then he retired. And so the parking, and now they're pushing ADUs everywhere. They want 500. I don't know if anybody knows this. The city of San Luis Obispo is pushing to have 500 ADUs built in the downtown area. 500. So the parking is not going to get any better, and the residents that live there are getting killed on parking. you got to fight for parking. If you want somebody to attend your house, like do a repair, forget it. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's a nightmare, and they don't care. The city doesn't care. Like I said, their own people park right. where they're not metered. They right. won't pay the meter, and they'll go walk to their uh, city job. Right. I follow them. I watch. Okay. I know. Yeah. So the all city right. of San Luis, as far as parking and as far as pensions and all that, I mean, come on, man. It's, right. I give up. Anyway, all right. let them... All right, Greg. Thank you. Lot there. Thanks for the passion. Who wants to respond? Let me add, add something. The city has done something. They've gone to a multi-tier pension system. But I think what they discovered, there's tier one, tier two, tier three. Tier three is for the oldest employees. What they discovered is the cost of housing and services is so high here, they have to pay enough to get good people to move here. What about what Greg was saying about city parking? I, I completely agree with him. When you start doing all this infill, like uh, on many of the areas he cited, on Hygera and elsewhere, and if you don't plan for these people to park somewhere, where are they supposed to park? Somebody who lives here and lives downtown shouldn't have to keep his car in a parking garage, for goodness sake. Right. I don't know why city employees can't be required to park in the parking garage. We go to Scott on KVEC. Hi, Scott. Hello, Dave. Hello, uh, Leslie. Hello, Steve. 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 Um, is that right, Steve? Yep, yeah, you got good, it. Good. Okay. Hey, um, I don't consider San Luis Paradise anymore. I yeah. mean, I've been here since 1978. I mean, the good old days, I would say, was probably 10 years and, and, and before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my complaint, and we spoke before, Leslie, is I think we, we all agree with that, is is the stack and packs, the three and four levels, and the bike lanes, and the bottlenecking of roads. I would like to see, now the city says they want to have 20% bike lanes in, the San, in San Luis. Okay, if that's the plan, then throw out the map right now and say we're going to put it, because they're slowly developing it, and then they're slowly going to um, push it, and then it'll be too late for us to even uh, dispute it. So I'd like to see the map right now. Where are they all going to go? That's a great idea. I'd like to know it, too. And I think a lot of those folks in Anholm and elsewhere who are living in older parts of town with narrower streets, the last thing they need to do is lose on-street parking or see their streets made one way and one lane. It, It degrades their quality of life. And I think it's wonderful if somebody wants to bicycle there, but there are a lot of people who live there who aren't real nuts about that. You know, a good example that I've noticed is in front of City Hall and the, li- the county library, many spots are taken by city vehicles because they have nowhere to park. 
So they're taking up valuable spaces that the public would normally use and generate revenue. What else, Scott? Well, you know, it's funny. Bicycles don't generate money. So what's the city's goal? Is it about the Green New Deal or is it about protecting the town's revenue? I don't see the revenue. You know, for example, when you talked about $3 an hour at a parking garage and then $5 an hour in a street, that sounds like blackmail to me. You know, I mean, that just sounds like, you know what, we don't want cars. Well, if you don't want cars, say it now because you're not telling us and you're just discussing that. And so you're getting the locals that don't want to park downtown anymore. Yeah. And you're, and then the parking, the parking structure where they're putting it is not a feasible area. Mm. Scott, there's a lot there. Thanks for the call. Uh, I tend to agree with Scott. And if you want to get cars out of downtown, you're doing a real good job. But that means those people are not going to come downtown. They're not going to ride the bus, and they're not going to ride on their bicycles. They're going to go out to Madonna Plaza. They're going to go out to Target. They're going to go out elsewhere. Free parking in Cafe Romo. Yeah, there Just you saying. go. <laughs> uh, Dan's with us on KVEC. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dan. Man, I'll tell you, San Luis Obispo. Man, when I was there, I worked at King and Queen Stereo, and I could have killed Bubblegum Alley. I wanted my boss, Herb Henry, and there was two rolls, two rows of bubblegum I wanted to scrape off the wall, and he wouldn't let me do it. And that was a beautiful town, and it's so bad now, the parking, the bike lanes... Can't go down Hygera. They got all those stupid parklets. I hate that town. I used to love it. I thought I'd never leave it. But, man, as far as I'm concerned, San Luis Obispo, I only go there when I got to get my uh, a root canal because I got a dentist there. <laughs> Other than that, I won't go to that town. I hate them. Wow. It used to be such a beautiful town, and they ruined it. How do you really feel, Dan? I'm... <laughs> and you know what? It's the People's Republic of San Luis Obispo. Might as well be Santa Monica. All right. Uh, Dan, always good to hear from you. Thanks for the call. D- Dave, what happens if they build a parking structure and it's not accepted? Where people do just mean? don't oh. want to park there. It's too far from the core of downtown. They've got to service the debt. They've got interest on it. Oh, you haven't heard the theory that once they get that built, that they're going to knock down the uh, Palm Street structure and sell that off. Have you heard that theory? Uh, That's a new one on me, Dave. Yeah. The theory is you get get that one built, knock down the one right across from the Palm Theater, and then develop that into apartments, condos, or whatever. Yeah, we need more office space downtown. On the uh, Stolberg-Tatum text line, I like the bike lanes, but there are no safe places to park. Multiple transients have huge collections of stolen bikes. That is true. My son had his bicycle stolen uh, out in front of one of the bars downtown, and, you know, he filed reports, you do everything. You'll never get it back. I think our former councilman john ashbaugh and john ashbaugh had his bicycle stolen from denny's out on madonna road he did he didn't order the right food it gives new meaning to bicycle friendly uh on the stolberg tatum text line dan is correct the downtown is ruined bike lanes and parking killed it well i don't know um let me squeeze in sean i got about a minute 
Yeah, just real quick, I, I would love, you know, I know we're doing paid parking, but for the locals and for people that want to shop and eat downtown, I think they really need to do a voucher, a voucher system. Because after all, the revenue that's gained from downtown businesses that where we as locals will live 24-7 in the, in the area, I mean, if we're, if we're more prone to want to park and go downtown and eat and shop there, the revenue from our sales would actually pay for it tenfold. So then we, they should just be able to actually give us a parking voucher. So if we do conduct service or business down there, our parking is free. Kind of like what we should do. validated parking. Sean, thank you for the call. I think it's a good idea. I think any business that would say, here, come in here, we'll stamp your receipt so you don't have to pay. I think a lot of people would go for something like that. That's a great idea, Steve. Yeah. Well, they do that in certain other places. It's yeah. not uh, unknown. You know, it all depends on our priorities, Dave. If we want to generate more income and keep the salaries up and attract the best personnel we can in the city. That's one set of goals. But to build parking structures on speculation scares the heck out of me right now. All right. It scares the heck out of me if we don't get this break in. I'm Dave Congleton. We're live. We're local. We'll be back. And so pleased that Leslie Halls and Stephen Barish could join us today. Steve, I got about uh, 25 seconds for a final thought. Well, my final thought is the city of San Luis has a bright future, Dave, as many of us know. The problem is... The leadership right now on the council is not clear to me as to what the priorities are. The priorities have to be better defined in terms of transportation systems and eliminating a lot of the hubbub downtown. Les, I got about 30 seconds for you. I think they start to they need to start listening to the local people who live here instead of just the organized lobbyists. I think there are many people who are unhappy with the direction the city is going and yet uh as one of your callers said, we call and complain, we ask to do things and nothing gets done. It's time to start really looking at how people actually live and not how someone wants them to live and make decisions accordingly and get our financial house in order. No question. When are you running for mayor? <laughs> hey, Dave, do I have to add $5 to the price of Roma tomatoes if I shop downtown now? Yes. yes. Okay, thank but you. But if you go to Spencer's, they're free. Thank you, folks. Off we go. News, traffic, weather, then let's focus on... Dust and the Dunes, brand new study from the Scripps Institute, up next. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.